Good morning. This is Moss Whelan and Story in Line. Just getting out the door, putting the gloves on. And it's a uh, chilly, yeah, it's it's sort of breath, steamy day, <clears throat> steamy breath day, and uh, let's see, it's not, not quite cold enough for snow, there's something happens, there's this sort of, um, it's hard to describe. I think it has to do with, um, you know, sort of uh, the hairs and the nose or sort of nasal passage. But that uh, there's this, at least here, there's this notion of that you can smell it, right? That the, the temperature change is noticeable enough, you know, breathing in through the nose. That could be a myth. <laughs> And if something could be a myth, it most probably is. <clears throat> is that true? Well, it's good to be skeptical, right? Maybe. Uh, so I've, I've gotten outside without a topic in mind. I tried uh, yesterday. And... I sort of rambling, started rambling about um, online persona, and uh, it got, um, it just sort of left a bad taste in my mouth, right, that I sort of, sort of was thinking that it wasn't really that relevant, and uh, it was kind of like talking about nothing. So, so I decided not to publish that. And I did, I did get home though, and I was thinking about um, brand identity versus brand image. And I think I've talked about it before. I... took a class in marketing and it felt like several classes that like that there was this overlap that was happening in discussion so brand identity is how you want the consumer to perceive your project your yeah pro your project your product or brand um, brand being say you know the the company right that would be the, the brand. Um, and then the product would be the specific. I li I'd like to say that the brand in this case, say if you're talking about writing, indie publishing, that, you know, it's, it's the author. It's the, it's the image of the author, and the person who wrote the book, and who continues to write, and, 
you know, is creating these products with, I would hope, with the, you know, help of other people. So that it's not a, you know, this altur or just one person. So that's brand identity. But brand image is how uh, consumers perceive that uh, product or brand. Right. So it's image versus uh, identity. I'm just clarifying with my notes. So identity is about yourself, how you want to be perceived, right? And then image is how other people perceive you, specifically the, the customers. So identity is the company and image is the customer or consumer. I'm just getting that solidified. It makes sense because identity, you, you know, you're talking about your own identity. And then the, the image is about how other people are seeing you and thinking about you. So what are some examples? I'm just, just sort of summing, I'm summing up the... Um, For some, <laughs> for some reason, I think that that Canadian, it's a fellow Canadian, he's in the States, and, you know, they can, they can have him. <laughs> it's uh, Justin Beaver, as we call him up here. The Beaver, leave it to Beaver. So, if that's his real name, you know, there's, it's, it would be unusual you know, to choose that as a stage name. Also, too, I, I think that it would be highly creative if, you know, he could break out of the mold and uh, just brush that fungus off. And if he could adopt a persona. That said, a lot of what this... Uh, uh, faux hip hop and too I'm being critical because this is sort of like a it's a weird thing there's there's this sort of hate for there's this hate for the image you know and, you know he was doing some of this sort of yeah what is it he's putting himself into a something to do with the limousine and he was getting out and you know he's sort of you know he's got his his toque his Canadian toque is on all wrong <laughs> and you know he's he's showing off you know some tattoos on his uh, his uh, gangly arms and I think he had a what's unfortunately called a wife beater it's like this undershirt you know who who where does that where does that description for that underwear come from but anyway so he's in this uh, outfit and he's got his 
He's got his big bodyguard sort of keeping him back, you know, because, oh, the, the beaver is angry now. And, you know, he's, I know, what, I know what's going on. He's filling this niche, niche. Uh, he's occupying that space that is provided for, you know, every generation has their, you know, young rebel I don't think he does it. I think it's sort of like he's rebel light because we have had some truly awesome rebels. And it's 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 perhaps that you know that those rebels uh you know the these poetic souls that you know tormented whatever uh, and two, I would argue that, you know, they are wrestling with a mental illness. I had someone describing my biological father as wrestling with his demons. And I thought that did, that did me a disservice. You know, you know, fine if people want to talk that way, but, you know, I'm sorry, the, the, super, the supernatural... You know, you can leave that in the umbrella stand by the door. You know, don't even bring it inside, right? Why? Yeah, I, just, I, I prefer translation. I, um... Anyways, getting back to the... Getting back to our... Uh, not, not really thin white duke. Gosh, could you imagine? That would be amazing if... Justin Bieber, Beaver, was, you know, Canada's David Bowie. And I'm searching my mind for a Canadian David Bowie. I, and I'm sure there have been. We, you know, we've had a lot of awesome... We, we just lost... It's so weird because it's like, you know, the psyche, the, the lead singer of the Tragically Hip, who's just like, you know, this explosion of... Uh, beautiful, you know, wordplay and wordplay and talent and, you know, uh, I know there's torment there as well. And uh, he passed away recently from a, from, I think it's cancer and uh, brain cancer. I think he was only in his, you know, his 50s and, uh, and there are some, you know, there there, are, there have to be. There's, a, there's a you know a bunch of the population you know that like the beaver and you know that uh, you know that's his niche, and I've seen some of the marketing, you know, completely by accident. I would include the um, you know the various sort of uh, you know pranks. Like I think he did some kind of. You know, he's in Los Angeles and he's offending some neighbors in Hollywood. And, and uh, there's something very, very teenage, um, you know, very sort of teenage. Uh, the image is, as received, the image is, you know, I'm not responsible. Uh, I hate my parents. I'm not listening to um, advice. I don't care what anybody thinks of me. 
I don't, you know, there's so much invested in this guy. He's an adult now, but, uh, you know, he's, let's see, I'm just getting back to identity. So the identity his, of his, you know, the brand, uh, the brand identity of Justin Bieber and I'm I'm going for its manufacture, right? They're looking for whatever they can get, shock value, and I, I, you know, there's nothing shocking going on. It's more kind of, uh, you know, posing and sort of say one after the other. It's about getting in the news. It's about you know, oh, what's he what's he done again? You know, the bad boy. And there's a, the unfortunate association of, you know, well, you know, bad boys are so attractive. And I, I, another one is, oh, could you imagine if he was a Frank Sinatra? Or um, my, my fear, too, is that he is a Frank Sinatra. It's just that I can't see it. So... I, I would say, too, that he has to play my advice. I don't believe I'm giving marketing advice to Justin Bieber. But my advice is, you know, don't play to your niche. Play to your generation, right? What age? What's the demographic? You know, have, has your gener- are you still playing to teenagers? And, you know, you're doing sort of, you know, what is it? Uh, we have uh, Avril Lavigne, a, a female pop punk star from up here I think she's Canadian and she's doing it really well I thought that she was like say in public you know she's always um, her, her public image is I think quite quite good and that uh, she, she retains this kind of um, and I'm sorry about this but a kind of punk prestige, right? That she's attached herself to this uh, genre of music. And, you know, if you've listened to it, the last stuff I've lif- listened to was, the equivalent was this bubblegum pop. You know, it's, it's still in the, demographic is still in the teenager zone, which is fine. But the smart move is to play to her generation. Why? And, uh, I, this is from, you know, how I'm looking at it. And it's like I'm com- doing a compare and contrast with uh, Justin Bieber. And two, I'm going to switch to uh, writing. I hope. And two, I'm, yeah, I'm just wanting to discuss it. And I guess this is an analogy using these two music examples. And, and it's weird. It's not about the music, right? It's about the image, you know. So we got the the bad boy who's anemic, you know. He's the, he's the Canadian boy who's stuck inside all the time because of the winter, and he's got cabin fever. You know, he's hearing cowbells all over the place, and you know, mom, dad, I don't want to listen to you anymore. And, um, 
that uh, <laughs> I'm wondering how tired one can get like I'm thinking about the generation it's really about shifting into a new category evolving um, I mentioned David Bowie right and there was there was a lot of that personally I liked his older stuff that's what I encountered first and I encountered you know the Ziggy persona and this kind of blurring and uh, you know the erosion of that uh, persona and uh, Bowie just kept on going until he broke out right so he used a stage name and then continued Bowie is a stage name uh, and two, he's, you know, he, for him, he's using, he's crossing over into the avant-garde, he's being influenced by it, and he's sort of presenting it as well to the audience. So we're not getting straight-up rock and roll, we're getting uh, rock and roll, you know, uh, thoughtful. Uh, we're getting thoughtful rock and roll, we're getting uh, a, a sort of smattering of art. And th there's a lot of argument there, but... Uh, I'm so just jumping back to the beaver, and I'm sure that he has uh, marketing, you know, that his record company is sort of guiding him, and, you know, he's got his agent, and they're saying, okay, now you've got to move from petulant uh, suburban thug, you know, the bully that uh, steals your milk money, you've got to move into, you know, sort of... Uh, fringe gangsterism so my prediction is that you know he's going to show up in suits it's going to be kind of a zoot suit uh, you know he's going to do that kind of thing and he'll switch gears and we'll get this Frank Sinatra of hip hop no wait that's already been done that's uh, Justin Timberlake I'm sorry Beaver Uh, like uh, one example of the the brand image, which is say the perception, right, uh, is I like hip hop. I I grew up listening to uh, early rap. You know, I was I was there when that was happening, and I I I liked it. You know, I liked the rhythm, um, and then too, and too subconsciously that I was reacting to and enjoying the um, sort of the knowledge of that it's it starts with street performance you know and there's a kind of doo-wop um, it's sort of like say the next sort of form of doo-wop and for some reason, I'm going to back to, to a kind of a cappella, you know, where you don't need a, a lot of instruments and it's your voices and you're harmonizing. But say we're, we're getting this expression as well of, um, it, you know, it's not coming from my ethnicity, but I do have an appreciation, right? And, a, and um, you know, I'm not growing up in the ghetto, right? You know, it, you know so we were living in a, in a house 
with a huge amount of people eating horse meat, you know, and there's lots of uh, drugs and crime and abuse. And, right, so it's sort of like looking at it from that perspective and that kind of, uh, there's a bit of the, the pain and agony of that. Just talking about it, I'm going, like, I'm going, you know, is, does, do, do any of these, um, you know, mus- musicians who sort of claim to come from that, do they? Uh, does it matter? You know, because it's all performance. You know, it's putting on this act. I'm sure that in the autobiography years from now, The Beaver, you know, that's going to be called The Beaver, an autobiography. And uh, he will reveal, you know, all the secrets to his aging fans, right? And to his retro audience. And I think, like, say, for Bowie, for me, I'm part of that retro audience because I... I picked up a Bowie in the 80s, and he was making he was making music in the 60s, right, and then crossing into the 70s, and all of the music I liked was back in you know the early 70s, and uh, uh, so I'm kind of not the generation. I'm I'm the next, I'm the next generation, and then too I had I I think I talked about it somewhere else that I had my uh, realization about, you know, that he wasn't real, you know, Ziggy Stardust wasn't real, and the album, albums I would, you know, I was listening to that, you know, they, uh, it was basically an act, it was an actor, it's so sad, I still listen to the music, but I'm, there's this disappointment attached, my teenage broken heart, my hero <laughs> is not... And two, there's, uh, who knows, maybe there is a, you know, somebody who, uh, you know, I'm sure that there's lots of people that look up to um, Justin Beaver. Beaver is so appropriate because Canada, I'm pretty sure that our national animal, you know, the United States has the eagle and we have the beaver. It might not be that, but, you know. It, it, that's what gets, sort of pops up in um, political cartoons. Canada is always this... It's the personification. You know, Canada is this beaver that is discussing its uh, uh, state of affairs. <laughs> ah. And beavers were a super huge economic deal a way back. You know, the, they were hot in... Uh, England and Europe, you know, people wanted beaver for hats and stuff. Okay, so, so the image, you know, the image, uh, no, ah, the identity that we're receiving for uh, Justin Beaver is of this um, anemic thug, right? And uh, he's got his tats, right? He's been on the streets. And he's, uh, he's singing these sweet reproduction songs that have, you know, 
nothing to do with uh, safety, right? You know, it has nothing to do with uh, taking out a mortgage <laughs> so you can take care of this family. And, uh, you know, not getting into reproduction rights. You know, it's all, it's all of that. It's this uh, blind um, whining, you know, uh, it's all about pity. And, uh, you know, apparently there's a place for that. You know, we, we have a special box where we put, uh, you know, every generation, sort of we sort of empty out the, the box. You know, that whoever's doing that stuff, we sort of, you know, empty them out into the next box. Um, unless, you know, unless they don't fit or... Uh, you know they can't. They you know they cease to be relevant uh, to their fan base. Uh, so, yeah. So identity. So they're promoting this image, and not. And sorry, they're promoting this identity. There we go. We are receiving the image, and um, so the brand identity, and they're going for an audience that connects with that. They're going with an audience that is, that sort of looks at that and goes, yeah, that's me, or that's what I like. I like that kind of music where, you know, it's, it's white hip hop, but it's not shaking things up. You know, like it, it doesn't mention anything about the environment and uh, it doesn't mention anything about, I don't know, you know, being being miserable and, you know, maybe I could get my mental health checked out, get some therapy, maybe some medication. So it's all about this sort of denial. Ooh, I'm, I'm eviscerating. Uh, so, you know, the, the identity, uh, and two, it's not going for wide generation, it's going for narrow, it's going for niche market, and... They've already established a fan base. And so... And two, and two we've gotten to this point where he's... Uh, I suspect he's probably already uh, involved in pharmaceuticals in one way or another. Uh, whether they're legal, like say, you know, the ones that killed Prince or Michael Jackson, or the illegal. <clears throat> um, let's see. We are halfway through this episode. So I am going to the next street to, to do my loop. Uh, let's see. So they've, they are manufacturing this identity. I think, too, that it's, it's kind of that we've gone from sort of um, boy next door uh, to more of a, you know, and too, it's, it's sort of like the, you know, uh, you know the, the best part of the boy band that never had a boy band. And so now we're moving on to, um, you know, that uh, he, he's, now he's sort of 
on the fringes of gangster. And that, that's, the, that's the identity and uh, that that he has relevance. That's another part of the identity is that um, you could you could say that it's a bit sophomoric or that it's a bit what do they call it? You know, college, and you're part of a uh, frat house. A fraternity. There we go. And there is an element to that. I don't know, like say, you know, um, the party element to it. It would be great, though, if there was this kind of subtext that I could pick up or that he was promoting and saying, you know, yeah, I'm taking college classes right now, you know, but I'm still tough, right? Or, you know, I've decided I'm tough. You know, and... uh Why is that important? Uh, his, his, also too, so he has also a younger, this sort of kind of retro, this um, generation, like that has, uh, maybe they saw him as kids, right? And there's this kind of curiosity there. You know, this is somebody ahead, right? You know, I'm in that direction. My, my older brother and sister was into that, and maybe I'll check that out too. I, I like some of his songs. You know, so he's, he, them, you know, the uh, Justin Bieber brand identity is, you know, sort of targeting that group. Uh, they're, yeah, and they're really not, uh, they don't really care about uh, the wider uh, group audience. There is some smarts to that because, because why? It's, I saw a video, a YouTube video, that was talking about um, branding as a cult, right? That say, if you're trying to please everyone, right, that that, you're not going to get um, a dedicated fan base. And I think one of the the, um, examples given was that, was uh, Star Wars, and that Star Wars, you know, and yes, they make a lot of money from toys and other stuff, but not everybody goes to see Star Wars movies, uh, you know, that what they do have is they have a dedicated fan base, hardcore fans, and uh, whatever the quote-unquote cult is, is that they target those people and they give them what they want. Hopefully, you know, it Hopefully it's rewarding to those who make it. Uh, hopefully. I think so too, you know, because why, why make something, you know, unless that you have some kind of vested interest. So the identity um, that we're manufacturing, you know, and if we can find that cult of people that are into that uh, type of thing. <laughs> I'm thinking of I'm thinking of H.P. Lovecraft. It's sort of like, you know, one of the ultimate niches 
Um, he's no longer around, but his brand has lived on, and you know it is mined and done in so many different ways. But it's very, it's very narrow, and you know not everybody likes that that kind of stuff. And too, it's all it's all about connecting. You know, if you're doing bluegrass, it's all about connecting with people who like bluegrass music. But uh, things change. You know, I will go back and listen to Bowie, but I didn't quite like, you know, where he was going, and he got into some stuff, and um, in, in some ways, I felt like it wasn't, it wasn't for me, and I remember hearing him talk as well, and that he, that it was about, uh, he, he that he felt he'd reached a point where he was now able, he was free to do what he liked as an quote-unquote artist. And so, so, so there was that, for me, there was that, uh, like say I saw concerts and at the concert he would, he would satisfy his old fans, his retro fans, but then he would be playing new stuff as well. And so we would get to hear the new stuff and go, hmm, ah, uh, well, at least I got to hear the old stuff. In, in the case of Bieber, I think it's, I think the danger is that it's uh, overdone. And, you know, that the, the smart move would be to uh, imitate our, our Sinatra right who is Justin Timberlake you know is that is that possible is there is there a way for Justin Bieber to do that without um you know to make it uh legit you know to make it uh, so that there wouldn't be you know huge comparisons you know oh he's doing Timberlake like say to go to do it in a way that Timberlake is not doing it and occupy a role that Timberlake isn't occupying in this kind of extended generation I love the irritation I feel like and too I'm on the fringes uh, and no I um, and I I'm sort of outside the generation, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like the, I'm not quite there yet, but technically I, I could be a grandfather, even though I'm not, and I have that feeling of, you know, standing on the porch, you know, get off my lawn, right, get away from my stuff, you know, I'll talk to your parents, uh, and as well, sort of that, you know, it's a memory of being that kid, um, but also being that kid who listened to that music. You know, and of course the music is different, and uh, it's just an interesting sort of awareness of like, wow, I'm doing that thing. You know, I'm, I've, I've shifted into this new generation. 
And I guess that's the trick of it, is that for the brand image, like say how the audience is receiving, is to be aware that there is a shift in generation. Myself, my writing is changing. Uh, I'm not writing how I used to write. I'm writing less for myself. And I'm, I'm writing sort of th thinking, or I should say editing. My first draft is for me, and then I'm... Thank you, Terry Pratchett. And then I'm thinking about the... Uh, I'm thinking about the reader. And what does the reader want? And then in the case of... In the case of generation and music, that it's all, all about considering the audience, the age, where they're at. Uh, and two, that's, you know, this is one perspective. Uh, who was it? From screenwriting, there's this quote. Uh, I want to say Goldman, William Goldman. And... Did he do Marathon Man? Anyways, that, you know, there's a screenwriter, and um, his experience working in Hollywood was that no one knows anything. You know, they don't know everything. Uh, they know some things, but they don't know anything, right? They, they can't say, uh, you know, we have... We have these studios and producers, you know, there's dumping these movies in and um, pulling the chain, like, you know, st sort of stopping the guard dog from attacking. And I was like, no, let, let it attack me. I want to be attacked <laughs> by, you know, by my favorite directors and let them make monstrosities, right? You know, just let's do this, you know, but the production companies and producers are holding them back and, you know, talking demographics and uh, that's, yeah, that's the other part of it. Uh, how much, say, uh, you know, a uh, quote-unquote artist like Bieber uh, or any of them really, how much are they able to do their own stuff, right? How sort of locked in are they, you know, th these caged beasts tame and, uh, You know, because it, it would be great to sort of have an explosion of creativity instead of this sort of muted, watered-down uh, pap, you know, just sort of that we don't get the whole, that the whole thing. I don't think I meant pap, I meant kind of pablum. I'm sort of rethinking that word choice. That was my subconscious. <laughs> uh, and slightly disgusting. So, uh, it was probably quite disgusting. Back on track, back on track. So let's finish up with uh, uh, books applying this. Uh, how does that work? Do generations have choices. Uh, yes. Um, 
but there is crossover, the Harry Potter example. Um, you could say, oh, well, that's a spe special example, but there are a lot of people who go back and will share lit, kids lit, middle grade, with their kids, grandkids. So it doesn't necessarily have to end. And uh, generations don't necessarily have to read uh, within you know, their ranks. Uh, so you say it might break out. And um, as a writer, I, as well, I've gone back to, you know, recently I was reading stuff like Mary Poppins. That's a couple of years ago. And so, so just sort of like going, you know, I want to make something like that. You know, how was that done? And uh, take a look at the, you know, the character and the plot, conflict. I, I, I think, too, I'm doing it wrong because I, I'm putting a lot of care into it. And you could argue that, you know, children, no, children's books have a lot of development. Um, but I just have that feeling that uh, so brand, brand image versus identity. So let's see. Considering the audience, say in my case, um, I'm in this, currently I'm in this kind of tween, um, young uh, YA, young adult. So the book started at 13, first book, and now I'm doing uh, the second book. She's at 14 and planning to make all kinds of wonderful mistakes that I won't regret. <laughs> um, but in, in, it's not just considering the, the audience, right? The, you know, say, a 13-year-old, now 14-year-old audience, but considering uh, a, a family, you know, uh, what people promote as content-worthy for that age. And that might, you know, I know that that you know, up, upsets some people. They don't want to do that. They want to break out of that. Um, they want to take talk about serious stuff, and even there, there's a there's a sort of contrast. This notion of who you should, you know, what you should be reading at that age, what kind of information, this kind of filter, uh, and uh, a defining defining of uh, who and what a uh, young teenager is. So let's, yeah. I think, too, I'm going to go for... I, ha I have my own experience with um, considering brand identity. Like, considering myself... I've, I've talked about it before, uh, about um, professionalism. And that, yes, you know, there is different types. Uh, there, there, you know, there are different types of uh, identities brand identities to choose from. You know, the, there's the rebel. Uh, I'm just thinking of Lemony Snicket as, as this, you know, it's obvious that, or, you know, 
highly, it's, you know, the name is highly suspicious, and uh, that it is a pen name, uh, a stage name, right? And, you know, now, now we know who it is, and they've finished the, the series that they're doing, and writing, but that's, that's part of the brand identity, is this, you know, the invention of this person, you know, it's kind of, kind of like their Ziggy Stardust, it's this persona that they've invented, and uh, that persona actually plays a part in the stories, and that, that goes into the um, brand identity, you know, when I first saw those books, I was like oh that's cool right you know the first person is you know the author and it, it creates this whole kind of um there's these wonderful literary references in it uh yeah and so that creates this identity that uh the audience perceives no and it's like they don't perceive the audience they per- they don't, sorry, they don't perceive, the audience doesn't perceive the identity. That's what's been created. The audience per- perceives the, it's their perception, which is the identity. No. Oh, I'm so off track. Image. I guess I'm pooping out here. But two, uh, just before getting into this, I had to look it up again, and I've taken a look at that, sort of, I studied it, and then I tried to, and then I reacquainted myself with it, and then today I, I'm talking about it, and that's, I'm still confused. So in the case of Lemony Snicket, what is it? What is what has been the identity has, that has been created uh, doesn't necessarily is not necessarily the image that is received. And I'm trying to I'm trying to think of. I guess too, it would be say like early on writing for myself that I would write and I would show it to someone, and they wouldn't understand. It was sort of like I, what's going on here? I don't really get this. You know, and in in my head, I thought it was, you know, oh, the identity is clear, and then the person, you know, usually this uh, friend or friend of friends that I was attempting to sort of, you know, <laughs> get their approval, and you know, they would be sort of like, ah, this image, I don't under, you know, I'm not sure. That's not quite right because it's what is it? Uh, for for what I'm writing, I have this picture of this guy. Uh, like say on Twitter, I've done YouTube, I'm doing these podcasts, which have kind of run off the rails. But I think that, uh, anyways, I'm fine with that. And. Is it? I'm promoting. I'm promoting myself. I'm promoting my product, which is this book. And 
I am thinking about the image. Right? I'm, the identity is easy, right? You know, it's what we're what we're putting out there. But the image that gets into clarifying what you're doing, being specific, and narrowing it down, so that the audience just easily picks up on it right away. Ah, this is young adult fantasy. Aha, you know, um, I'm putting a lo- out a lot of descriptions, doing these uh, hashtag, um, like author hashtag. I don't want to say they're games, but they're uh, this chance to talk about your project, your WIP, your work and project. So, I, I remember too the first photo that I put out there was of me. I had a tie and I was sitting on a couch and very pretentious, but I, that's you know, I was going for that look. Um, and that that's fine, you know, if, if, if that's the niche that I'm going for, that I want to present myself as presentable, right? And I showed the photo, I think it was on author confessions, or author confessions, hashtag. And I think it was yesterday, and they were asking, oh, you know, share, share your author photo. And it was interesting, because people actually didn't have an author photo. And there's the cliche, which is sort of, you know, facing slightly to the side and pinching your chin, right, or doing something with your chin, and uh, you might as well be smoking a pipe or something. More pipes. Uh, But yeah, you know, so my initial one was me sitting on this couch, and uh, I've got a book on my lap, I've got glasses, I'm looking up to the side, and uh, I felt comfortable with it. As well, on my Amazon author bio, uh, my publisher had said, it was great, my publisher, uh, uh, Prodigy Gold, they, um, the, the actual person, <laughs> uh, uh, Raheem Brooks, he's the publisher, and he's, at first he said, you know, okay, Moss, go to other bios of uh, writers that you like and, you know, build it that way. So I did. I went to these... Uh, dead white guys and one dead white woman and uh, I came up with this came up with this thing and then he came back to me and said you know Moss you're not telling your story because he knows my story he knew all the way at the beginning you know I, I, when I submitted I queried and submitted and I, I just went for it and I said you know in my author bio I said you know just like you know I survived this hippie nightmare you know, and uh, now I'm telling, now I'm telling these stories, right? Uh, but he he saw, you know, and two, this is this is audience feedback, right? He saw the um, the image, not the identity, right? That I'm going for, right? He saw, and two, for him, it's like he's attracted to. I, I'm reading into it that he's attracted to the the realness of my story instead of this weak, you know, um, anemic uh, character that I'm presenting. 
and that's on my list. I know that he's right. And I, you know, I've realized that. And so if it's on the list to go to my Amazon bio and, and, uh, you know, just give my story clear, be you know, clarity again, not just about the product, but about, you know, the, uh, the, the overall brand, you know, who it is that's doing this, why, because it, it sort of, it speaks to intention, I guess. And uh, right away, I think it, it it sort of answers a lot of questions about choices. Like, say, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I choosing this? Je- uh, yeah, why am I choosing this gender? Why am I choosing this uh, genre? Uh, and to why am I choosing this, um, you know, particular story? Why am I writing about this? We're in the last lap. I can see some people out for a early morning walk. They're just shadows. And I am one of them. Uh, let's see. Turn through the gate. Through the stargate. And actually, it has cleared up, and the stars are out, and the, uh, the space station is bright in the night. I wish that I... I know constellations are out there, but I, I can never kind of sort of, you know, point to one and say, oh, I know that one. Like, I've got vague sort of, you know, I think Polaris is up there somewhere. And, uh, why... It would be, I, I think, I probably wouldn't know that it was amazing, but, you know, if not having it happen, I think about, you know, if I could just look up and there was, like, constellations everywhere, that would be very cool. With names that I could just click on, right? Moss, there's an app for that. I know, I know. Um, so, sort of, we're summing it all up. Brand, I identity is the identity much like your own identity uh, that you are creating right you know this is us we're this cool company in, in this definition of coolness and this is you know this is how we want to be perceived we wear a leather jacket and we, you know dye our hair black and slick it back and we've got you know some jeans on and some you know I don't know what were they called engineer boots say just to just to spice it up, engineer boots, you know, and you know, and you can just imagine the type of music that you know this company listens to, right? You know, we're we're that kind of hipness. We might not be your hipness, but we're definitely the your hipness that that you know niche is interested in. And so that's the brand identity, the brand image is how it's received by the audience. And, um, what is it? I, right now I'm thinking, well, why doesn't the audience receive it the way it's being transmitted? Like, and I, I guess too, it's not, it's not about that. Like sort of, um, I think say, getting feedback from my publishers is a, a good example of it, right? Is, uh, 
that say I'm presenting myself um, the way that I hope to be presented. You know, I have this cliche idea of what a writer is. I'm going to wear a suit, and I'm going to look. You know, hey, look, I got a book. I got glasses. You know, I got the tie. Right. You know, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not Alan Moore. Right. You know, I'm not. <laughs> see, you know, my beard isn't so you know majestic. Right. I'm a different kind of beast. Um, and then, and then my publisher's uh, response, right? So that the the image that they're receiving is not what um, you know that you're saying. You know, that's not clear. I guess it's or it's not. You know, that it could be, it could be better. It's lacking something. And two, I think that you know my my idea of the writer versus, you know, being a specific kind or um, uh, giving something of, make, you know, telling a story interesting. Because right now, it doesn't, if you looked it up, it doesn't tell a story. You know, there's events that happen and everything, but it's, it's, it's pretty lackluster. You know, it's kind of like a resume or CV. And... I'm still wrestling with the difference because you'd think it would be the same thing, right? Um, and, and for me, the problem has to do with the image, you know, not the identity. I've created the identity. I, I am the identity. Um, there's a lot of... you Actually, just sort of bouncing around Twitter that, you know, you can, just reading people's um, profiles, right, you, you can see this sort of variety of uh, being clear and then being unclear. Uh, and then two saves, you know, somebody's following me uh, on, on Twitter, you know, I'll always go look through. You know, at, at this point, I'm sort of looking through, I'm, I want to connect with writers and storytellers. And, no, not storytellers. I want to connect with writers and specifically of fiction, you know, novels specifically. Um, you know, fantasy people are close to my heart. And, you know, um, obviously, you know, personalities clash and everything, but, you know, that's a starting point. Uh, but say, uh, I'll get followed by people who don't have any profile. Or say, they have a profile that has nothing to do with me. Right? And I'm sort of like going, it's like, well, why are you following me? It could be just for um, points, right? You know, I'm a number, right? And, uh, well, I'll follow you, I'll, you'll follow me, or they'll have a product that is associated, like say, um, you know, it's an editor or a cover designer or, or something like that. Usually it's pretty clear, right, about, you know, what their intentions are. And and it and two it's it's so it's not enough just to have your identity. You know, it's it's about considering the image. So it's about getting feedback from people, and that's something that I kind of haven't done. And um, there's a consideration, but there's also um, I I think it, it gets back to self-expression. And, and being concerned about, um, you know, say, how you're perceived. And 
it's sort of like say I'm manipulating that information, you know, that I, the identity, and I'm, I'm I kind of don't want to be uh, considering the image, right? um, and that's for me. Maybe, maybe you have an an easier time with considering your image, and uh, I'm I'm not there yet, and. I think it would be good, I think, like, say for me, that sort of part of the development is to, is to consider, to ask for feedback about my image, you know, and to, you know, my brand image, to be specific, you know, my brand identity and then my brand image, and also that that would help other people, uh, you know, other brands, as it were, uh, that I'm working with, And, and we don't have that language for the most part some people I talk with we talk about product you know we talk about um, we talk about branding but for the most part you know we're not and um, I think it's especially important for people who are doing uh, indie right self-publishers and or or say who are starting up a small press you know that's vital right and uh, hats off to my own uh, publisher uh, Prodigy Gold Books because they were able to give me that you know slice of feedback and I know they're right uh, but it's it's almost like growing pains and uh, becoming right you know allowing myself to become and to be you know honest about that and I'm getting closer and closer to that um, to owning it as it were you know but uh uh, in my own case, it's it's difficult stuff, and I'm sure for you as well that it's, um, you know, it's not the easiest thing to be who you are, right? That's, yeah, uh, but I th- I th- I think that there's a reward to it as well, rather than say a persona, and why, um, you know, say if if you can allow yourself. You know that you're just you know you're you're having kind of a, a more honest you know instead of pre- pretending to be and hiding and you know you actually are being and um, you know putting yourself out there and there's <laughs> it sounds <laughs> it sounds like a wonderful thing um, I I think though too that say you know you have to be ready to defend yourself and I think that that's one part of it is that um, you know it's going to come around and people are going to sort of it'll come up in an interview say or you know you're talking to some other in this case writer right you know and it's going to come up and um, I'd rather I end it too I do I, I focus on the the writing I focus on writing marketing publishing um, helping out other writers engaging and what else can I say? Yeah, so that's that's where I am, and uh, an invitation too. Let me know if you'd like feedback on your brand image, right? Because that would be that would be good for both of us, you know, and it would give me sort of some, you know, sort of heads up, um, and and too, I'll I'll put it out there, right, and just sort of say, you know. Let's let's do this, right? Let's 
let's be more clear so that we can connect with our quote unquote cult, you know, and uh, the, what is it, the brand cult, something like that. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay warm. Uh, type one word.